Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. That is two A's after the M. All the various social media links, including the email, will also be in the description. So you can always just copy paste and send me an email. Talk to me about anything that's on your mind, any games that you're playing, or the stuff that we will be talking about. And we will jump right in because this is E3 week-ish, weekend-ish. I don't even know what it is because of the current situation, the way they've kind of spread out E3, I guess. But today was officially the kickoff for E3 in a way with Jeff Keighley's Summer Games Fest. And I mean, let's just go into the big game, the main one, at least the big one for me because of my love for the creator, the developer, just the whole series, Elden Ring. They finally revealed it. They showed it. There was an awesome gameplay trailer with some awesome music playing in the background. The gameplay looks fun. It looks awesome. It looks um, I wouldn't say it doesn't look next gen, but it doesn't look next gen. <laughs> like it doesn't really look next gen. Like it, it looks pretty, it looks good, but it doesn't really look like a PS5 or, or Series X game. I mean, I know they are kind of releasing on, on both consoles or both generations, but I was hoping that their next game, like Elden Ring, would be a, a fully like a PS5 Series X game. Uh, but I guess like I kind of forgot that it, it was revealed quite a while back. So it kind of makes sense, but... I, I'm really excited about it. You know, George R.R. R. Martin working with Miyazaki, like this is just a match made in heaven. It looks really good. And I, they, they also announced a release date, which was a little surprising. It was, I, first of all, I didn't, even, I, I didn't even think they would like show us a release date. I was, I was more than happy with just a gameplay trailer with like coming soon or something like that. But they did say it will be January 2022. Uh, I'm, I'm, I believe January 2022 or first half of 2022. I'm almost certain it's January, but basically it's early 2022, which again is not too bad if you think about it. It's like less than a year away. I know that, you know, deep down, I would have wanted it to come out this year. I won't lie. Like, I mean, I would have, I would have really preferred if it came out this year because I'd really want more and more games to, uh, to play on my PlayStation or my PS5. But overall, still really happy. I, I'm just really, really excited with the way it looks and the kind of, it, it seems like it's borrowing a lot of that, a lot of the story and lore aspects of Sekiro. Uh, so it's not, it's not very, it's not like Demon Souls or Dark Souls where it is kind of, you know, make your own adventure or kind of figure it out on your own kind of a thing. Obviously, there's still going to be elements of that in this game. But it does seem there is a more linear-ish, linear as linear as you can get for from software game, I should say. It, it's it's more linear in that sense in terms of the overall story, in terms of what's happening. Again, like this is just based on the trailer. I could be completely off when the game actually comes out, but that's kind of the impression I got. And yeah, like I'm I'm really excited for it. I'm just for me one thing that can always sell me on a game is a gameplay trailer out with or associated with a really cool you know 
back like obviously a really cool scene of you know some gameplay like really cool gameplay elements to it or whatever but like really really good background music kind of working with that gameplay or just kind of complementing that gameplay just so perfectly like that's not what i felt like with El the Elden Ring gameplay trailer i like if anyone if you haven't watched it please you know put headphones on if you have like a home theater system turn that up and then watch the gameplay trailer in 4k and everything like that like it is it is really really good it was really really awesome like i have i had like my whole sub sonos everything all that entire setup i bumped it up and i was like oh my god this is just amazing and i think that that kind of like stole the game for me I, that, that that was one of the reasons that was actually the thing that sold me on the ratchet and clank ps4 version the new the reboot whatever you want to call it obviously i was already sold on it because i love ratchet and clank but i remember when there was like a trailer came out with a really really like cool song i forgot the name of the song i'm sure it's on my spotify but it came with this really awesome song and yeah like i was hooked i was like oh my god i love this game like you know day one buy all that stuff so I don't know. I feel like maybe more people should be doing that, but Elden Ring looks awesome. If you haven't seen it or are, are, aren't sure about it, there's a gameplay trailer out with the release date, everything like that. So you should definitely check it out. And I am so, so excited about this. Other than Elden Ring, of course, there were a couple more announcements of note at Summer Games Fest. I think one of the big ones was uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland or Wonderworld or something like that. Uh, basically, it's Tiny Tina from the Borderlands franchise. So I, it's, it's unclear if it is a first-person shooting game, if it's a third-person, because they didn't really show much of that. It was just kind of a trailer, just kind of announcing it. Um, it has Ad, uh, Addy, Andy Samberg, Adam Samberg, Andy Samberg, Andy Samberg, the one from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Andy Samberg, it has Wanda Sykes. Like They got some pretty big names to voice like a lot of these characters, or a lot of the characters in this game itself, which was... A little surprising. I just kind of found that a little weird, like a little out of nowhere in a way. But still, you know, it looks pretty good. It looks pretty interesting. I definitely want to check it out. I haven't, I haven't really been missing Borderlands Three per se, like or Borderlands in general. Like I do enjoy the Borderlands franchise, but I don't know. Overall, I feel like, like I can take a big long break from it and I'll be fine. I know that there's a lot of people that really really love the Borderlands franchise, but yeah, I don't know. It was just. It was just never that sort of a franchise or that sort of a game for me. Uh, but other than that, of course, the other big one, which shouldn't be a big one, but look, this is just how it is, I guess, is uh, Death Stranding, Death Stranding Director's Edition or Director's Cut or whatever. Like it's like for the it's like it's like Death Stranding for a PS Five, basically. It's unclear if there's a, is a if there's like a free upgrade. Uh, it's unclear if there's an expansion added to it where there's like you know, an extra story mode, extra like part of the campaign or whatever, right? extra chapter or whatever, you know, like it's unclear what was happening. The trailer was kind of obviously giving a lot of nods to Metal Gear Solid, which is great. But again, like I, w I was just so confused as to what this is all about, like or what what was happening and, and you know, what, what does it mean when it's it's a director's cut? Like what does that mean on in terms of in terms of a video game? Like I didn't I didn't really get that. So I, I I'm interested to see because I, I did enjoy Death Stranding. Um, I don't I don't think it was like a 10 out of 10 or anything like that, or even a 9 out of 10. It was definitely like a good 8 out of 10, fun game, re really cool elements, uh, some amazing music and amazing atmosphere and a really cool concept. But like, it was never something that, that, that just kind of blew me away. So like, I don't know, I don't see myself going to buy a full price director's cut version of this game, which we, we know it'll, it'll probably be 70 USD or something like that. But I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure. But I do I am I am interested in in seeing what it's about. If there is something added to it, like some sort of story 
campaign or like an extended aspect extended part of the campaign just like an expansion i feel like i should just call it an expansion i'm trying to find words uh, other than expansion but it, it will basically be an expansion so like i if if, it, if there is an expansion added to it like then yeah like of course i will definitely want to check this guy check, check this out and like see you know what else is added to it or if it adds like the if you've played the game you will know you will kind of understand why an expansion like doesn't really make sense uh, obviously i'm not gonna give spoilers but the game has been out for for quite a while now but like you know it doesn't really make sense to have an expansion so i don't know what they can do but let's see you know like i don't want to speculate too much we just got a trailer so far so we and this is just the beginning of an amazing week in gaming so let's see what happens there otherwise like a lot there's a lot of cool games that like i think people will be interested in like for me it was uh was from the makers of Two Point Hospital, which is a game that I really, really liked. If you haven't checked out Two Point Hospital, you should definitely just check out some videos on YouTube. It's a really cool, like, building sim for hospitals. Like, it's hard to explain because you're not necessarily building, like, hospitals around. You're building, you're like, you have one hospital and you're you're kind of building things within that hospital to, you know, uh, get more patients, but also be able to, you know, treat them efficiently. It's really cool. It's a really cool concept. And basically, they're doing, like, a... a, a college version or a university version of it i think it's called two point university something like that and that also looks really cool so i'm pretty excited about that but otherwise nothing else really grabbed my attention i'm sure there's something that you know grab your attention or anyone else's attention and if it did and you want me to cover it or you want me to check it out please let me know uh, in my email or just message me on instagram that's kind of like the easiest way to get in touch with me but so far i'm pretty excited like the summer games fest kickoff has been pretty good i was expect i was hoping for something bigger i guess maybe from sony I, I don't know why i expected that to be honest like well, as, as i'm saying it i'm like yeah no sony sony won't put out something on uh, a summer's game fest kickoff thing whatever you want to call it right but i was hoping for something more but look we we in the end we did get elden ring we now finally know that it's coming out next year like early next year so that itself was pretty big just to kind of kick off the week so i'm pretty excited to see what happens tomorrow i don't even know who is who's doing the conferences tomorrow or like who's presenting tomorrow but i do do know that microsoft and ubisoft will be on and even square annex will all be on the weekend so let's see i'll definitely cover a lot of this or basically all of them all these conferences or videos or what do you want to call them uh for my next episode i, I definitely want i did want to do my episode for for this week but I purposely didn't do it yesterday. I was like, okay, you know what? Let me just kind of cover the first part of this E3 week and, and kind of delay the episode by a day. But yeah, I'm excited. If you're excited, let me know. Let me know what you're excited about. I'm, yeah, like, I'm so, I'm, I, I love this week. <laughs> this is something that I'm always excited about. The next thing I want to kind of quickly kind of pivot into, it wasn't really announced as part of E3 week, but I guess it was sort of kind of with it in a way. But Xbox basically wants to be everywhere. So Xbox is kind of, they, I, I don't even know if they announced it. I think this was already a known thing, but it just kind of started popping up in the news cycle more recently. But basically Xbox and Microsoft, they want like an Xbox app built into TVs. They also want to provide like a Google Chromecast, kind of like a dongle that people can just kind of connect to their TV and then connect to xCloud from there. They also want xCloud to be, to be available on your PC and your console. So basically they just want xcloud and i guess game pass associated with xcloud to basically be everywhere which is great i mean you know again like i i should point to exhibit a stadia uh it doesn't really end well all the time 
But of course, Stadia also approached it really in, in a horrible way, let's be honest, when it comes to their pricing and everything like that. And we know that Xbox is doing a much, much better job when it comes to pricing something like cloud gaming. So I, I'm pretty interested or excited to see what this does because it does, it, it obviously still goes against like another thing that just came out with Phil Spencer and, and Microsoft just kind of saying that, no, like even even now, their Xbox console is still at the heart of all of this. That's still their main thing, but it doesn't seem like it's their main thing, which is not a bad thing. Like I get it, I get what they're trying to do, but then when they say when they come out after all that being like, hey, uh, all these games are available on the PC, all this stuff is available on Xbox. It's gonna be on your phone. It's gonna be on your TV. It's gonna be on doggo stuff like that. No, no, but but don't worry about that. The console is still our main thing. It's like what? Like you, you just told me that it's everywhere. You barely talk about your console. All your games are not going to be exclusive. Technically, it's going to be on PC as well. You know, like, which again, like, I feel like that's, that's still exclusive in a way, but like PC, like, uh, let's put that to the side. But still, right, like, their their messaging has been so off that, like, they just kind of solidified themselves as a secondary console or, or, or as a console that, ah, if I have some extra money, if I get some a good amount during my tax returns, maybe I'll pick up an Xbox. It's kind of like, it just kind of put themselves in that tier rather than, you know, a Nintendo Switch or a PS5 where it's like, oh my God, Ratchet and Clank is coming out. Oh my God, Horizon Forbidden West coming out. Oh my God, Breath of the Wild 2, Animal Crossing, you know, Monster Rise. Like, rather than being in that tier of like, oh, this game is coming out, I need to get this console. They kind of put themselves in this tier of like, oh, that game's coming out. I, te- I you know what? I can probably just play that, play that on my phone. I can probably play that here. Like, I, I like that they're making it accessible for everyone, but then, you know, I don't like this argument or this thing coming out from them being like, no, no, our, our Xbox console is still at the heart of everything. It's like, no, that is, I'm sorry, but that that's not how this works. That's not how this is coming across. But they also did, actually, I should, I should bring this up. They also did kind of put down Sony a little bit or just kind of, I, I like I obviously, like, at the end of the day, you know, like, there's, the competition is part of it. Um, but for the longest time, you know, Sony has always been the one that was kind of hitting at Xbox here and there, even especially with that, you know, infamous E3 showing of the sharing games thing for the for the PS4, like way, way back. But, you know, after that, it hasn't, they haven't really gone back and forth, especially because PS4 was so successful. You know, and more recently, like, I feel like Xbox is trying to do that because Xbox sees PlayStation and Sony making mistakes when it comes to you know, being consumer friendly and they're trying, but they don't really do it. But like, I think Phil Spencer himself recently in a, in a news thing just kind of said that, oh, other consoles or other console manufacturers are releasing games like two to three years later for full full price and like kind of like, you know, putting it down and saying that we're releasing our games day and date on PC, you know, at uh, with Game Pass. And like, again, like that is definitely a very, very good selling point. But, you know, like, again, like I look at the end of the day, I love all consoles. I love all publishers, but I still need to point out that you cannot compare a game like Crackdown 3, for example. I'm just look, I'm just giving examples, okay? Please do not get mad at me. Do not DM me anything about this. But you cannot compare putting out a game like Crackdown 3 on both your console and the PC versus a game like God of War or Spider-Man or Death Stranding. Like, as much as I didn't like love Death Stranding it was still way, way better than something like Crackdown 3. It was still way, way better than anything that they put since they started doing this Game Pass, you know, PC slash Xbox console thing, right? Like, I'm like I'm just being completely honest. So I get, like, for them, it's like, yeah, we'll put everything there. It's like, yeah, because it's not like... It's the same thing as Nintendo. Like, Nintendo is able to put out their old games 
and put an HD remaster label on it and sell for full price because of that quality, because of that Nintendo game and that nostalgia, right? You can't compare that. Like I, I get mad at it. I'm still very, very against. I'm not buying. I'm not buying Skyward Sword HD for sure because that's just an absurd price for what it is. But like at the end of the day, I still understand that. Yeah, this is a game that a lot of people love. This is a franchise a lot of people love, and people will buy this because of the quality. At the end of the day, the game is still amazing. So you just cannot. Uh, you just cannot compare like that quality of game with oh yeah we we put every game on on pc as well it's like yeah okay like great man i, I don't i don't really i don't really care about crackdown 3 even something like sea of thieves was like great when i played with friends but you know i'm i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna play that game alone right like and like if your friends don't have that game and if your friends don't want to buy game pass or play like it just there's the games that have come out from xbox so far right this is halo infinite coming out this year i know but so far, in terms of all the games that have come out from the Xbox side, like Gears 5, I think is the is the one that comes to mind in terms of the most recent one. Even Gears 5, which I played, I enjoyed it. Like, I'm sorry, you cannot compare that. You cannot compare that to stuff like Death Stranding or, you know, on the on the Nintendo side. You definitely can. I, I think, yeah, it's definitely better than Days Gone. I don't know. I, I, I like Days Gone, but I think Gears 5 was better than Days Gone. But, you know, I'm just saying, are you, I think I think my point, I, th- I honestly don't want to go into too many tangents, but basically please don't compare those <laughs> those two caliber of games and say that yeah they, they put their games out on pc two years later and we put our games like day and day it's like no there's a reason they do that <laughs> but we can move on from that before everyone starts dming me that i'm a, a playstation fanboy i love all consoles i promise i swear <laughs> from this we can move on to battlefield news finally battlefield 2042 that's what it's called has been revealed it looks it's like a modern version of Battlefield, so I know the last two games were Battlefield 1, set during World War 1, and Battlefield 5, which was set during World War 2. I don't know. I don't know. What's these naming conventions for Battlefield just kind of went, like, just they just went bad. Like, they just, I don't know, they just took a horrible dip, like, randomly. Like, it was it was so good. It was perfect. It was Battlefield 1. It was 2. I think then it was, it, then it was ba- Bad Company and Bad Company 2, and then it went back to Battlefield 3, Battlefield 4, and then it's like Battlefield 1, where, like, Okay, I see. I see what you're doing. Battlefield 1 for World War 1. Okay. Then, you know, maybe World War 2, they'll call something else. Maybe they'll call it Battlefield D-Day, something like that. No, no, we're going to call it Battlefield 5, but as a V. It's like, okay, what the hell? And then the next one is Battlefield 2042. So it's, it's just, it's kind of going all over the place, like in terms of their Navy convention. But let's move on from the Navy convention. It, it, it does look good. It, I, I've been playing a lot of Battlefield 5 recently with a few of my friends and we've been, oh, five, oh yeah, 5v, whatever. I've we've been enjoying that game quite a bit uh, and like definitely looking forward to the new Battlefield. It does, however, have no campaign. For me, this is no issue. I don't really mind. Um, I, you know, I bought Cal- Call of Duty Black Ops 3 or 4, uh, whichever one, yeah, I think it was Black Ops 4. The one that had no campaign but had a multiplayer mode and I played like 40, 50 hours of that game. Uh, I had no problem with that. Like I know a lot of people were mad about the the price and everything like that. But I was like, okay, you know what? No campaign, that's fine because I don't really I don't really care about the campaign too much. If it's there, it's great. But like at the, at the end of the day, I don't really care too much. Um, in the case of Battlefield 2042, has no campaign. Okay, that's fine. They'll have their own modes and stuff that they'll add to it and everything like that. I get it, that's fine. But it is priced at 70 USD. So it's going, it's following that the new next gen pricing convention and like okay fine maybe they want to they want to do this but you know what we'll get like a bunch of cool stuff free all that stuff whatever and then they're like oh yeah there's gonna be there's gonna be a battle pass 
and that's kind of when I'm like, like what? So, and I, I'm again, I'm, I'm like, I don't know if this has been like discussed properly or anything like that, but they're adding microtransactions. They're adding all this stuff to Battlefield, 80 USD, you know, no campaign, like really, like, uh, come on. Like even, I don't, it's, it's just so hard to kind of support this. It's just so hard to kind of put my mind around this in terms of what they're trying to do. And like, the, the problem is that, you know, there will be, there will be so many fans like myself that love the franchise and just want to, and just want to play more Battlefield, especially on your new consoles. But like, you know, when it, when it comes to stuff like this, like, I don't want to reward stuff like this, right? Even though like the developers have no, it's not like the developers control the price, right? It's all coming from the, uh, from the publishers. So it, it's just, it, it's just because like, I, if I buy this game at this price, then this will kind of reinforce that price. And then, you know, more games will be priced at this with, with, with microtransactions, with all that stuff. I have no problem with 70 USD if there's no DLC, no battle pass, stuff like that. That's the whole point of the price going up because that's kind of what they told us. They said that the price of gaming or price of making games is going up. So they want to increase the price. I'm like, I get it. I, I That's why you had battle passes and microtransactions, stuff like that, to be able to kind of cover that cost. But I'm like, okay, if you're upping this, right, that means you're gonna lessen that microtransaction stuff, right? That's happening on the back end. But they're not. It's not. It's not lessening. It's probably. It's actually increasing. They're adding battle passes and stuff like that, which is something that came from Fortnite and now is like in every premium game possible. So it's, it's it is getting a, a a little ridiculous in my opinion. I'm not. I'm not too happy about this. I'm not. I'm not. I, it's hard for me to support this. You know, I've been sticking to my guns with Returnal. And in that case, I do have to give the win to Returnal that even at 70 USD, at least it's a full game that takes 20 to 30 hours or whatever. And there's no microtransactions. Like you just have that game in and itself. And like, that's it. And like, I respect that so much more. And look, you can make the argument that I can buy a game like Battlefield 5, like I have right now, which I, I already owned it, but technically you can get it for, get it for free on, on PS Plus. But like you can get Battlefield Five and play it for 50, 100, 100 hours, 200 hours, whatever, right? And technically you didn't pay anything if you bought it on PS Plus. Or if you did, let's say, buy it for full price, you got like 200 hours of gameplay through it. I never like that argument. I'm just saying, like, I get that it's a multiplayer game, but that's such a bad, bad argument. That's like me saying that, okay, I'm gonna, here's like a game where you go from left to right, it's one screen, you go from left to right, and that's the entire screen. That's it. One, like you just go from left to left to right. It takes five minutes to complete this game, but it's 60 USD because if you just go left and left to right again and again and again and again for like 60 hours, you basically made, made your money back, right? You got your money's worth in terms of the, in terms of the game. And like, I just do not like that argument for anything, for any game. Like I just, it's just more about like, okay, it's about the quality of that game. It's about like, if I'm playing something that's repetitive, something that's, like you know, I'm doing the same thing over and over again, like a multiplayer game. I, I I will compare something like Battlefield 2042, 2042 to something like Valorant, which is free. Something like Overwatch, which is really really cheap now. Something like Counter Strike. Something like uh, even Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Like like I just don't. I just I just cannot agree with this pricing for something which is just like a multiplayer thing and then you know be told that oh yeah like but you're gonna be spending hundreds of hours in it so basically it's worth it it's like no that's not how this should work like it should be the quality right like that that means like every single multiplayer match that i play is gonna be amazing fun quality 
like, you know, just a perfect matchup between both teams, which we know will never happen, which never happens in these games. But like, it just has to be the perfect game every, every single time. But that's not what it is. That's not, it's, it's all about luck with this stuff, right? So I don't know, like, I'm still deciding. I'm still, I'm still deciding if I, if I want to buy this day one, because I know my friends want to buy this day one. And I love Battlefield. I do really enjoy it. So like it's is it's a harder sell for me right now, but let's see. I mean, again, let me know what you think. I really want to know what everyone else thinks. If this is if if you're also annoyed about this price like I am, or if I'm the only one, like let me know. I I have no problem, you know, kind of being the only one on this side. But I I definitely want to know what everyone else is thinking. So I now we'll move on to the games that I have been playing. I've been playing a couple of things. Or actually, I should be saying no. I actually I've been playing one thing. I've actually just been playing one thing. And just kind of building up to two new things that just came out this week. So I, I have been, or I've fi- basically finished Immortal Phoenix Rising. Uh, fun game, great game. Uh, I, I bought it for like, I, I think I got it pretty cheap because, you know, like all Ubisoft games, they go on sale within like a, a couple of weeks to a month or so. So I got, it, I got it on sale and yeah, like it's a really fun game. It's better than Watch Dogs Legion. It's not as good as Sasuke Valhalla for sure. Um, I could not invest myself or just wouldn't wasn't able to get into the whole the side mission stuff like like I did with Assassin's Creed. And the story was also okay. It was interesting, but like it wasn't something that like you know, it didn't have any like wow moments for me. It didn't go like oh my god it didn't make me go like oh my god this was like this rock my world. Like I'm so invested in the story. I need I, I need I need a sequel right now. But like overall it was a fun game. It was a fun ride. It was an enjoyable experience. And yeah, like if you have nothing else to play, if you're not really like looking forward to the 15,000 games that are coming out within the next month or so, like definitely check out Immortal Phoenix Rising, especially if you're into Greek mythology. And also if you like that whole, you know, Ubisoft type games, you know, like just the, well, I, I shouldn't say Ubisoft type game. This is, this game, this game is like a full on blatant copy of like Breath of the Wild, basically. That's like, if you, if you like Breath of the Wild, but want a Ubisoft version of Breath of the Wild, then definitely check out Immortal Phoenix Rising. It, it is pretty fun. I know my, my sister like really, really loves this game. She's put in like way too, like I finished, I finished the entire game in like, I think 15 to 20 hours. And my sister is like, I think 60 or 70 hours in it and she still hasn't finished the game. So like that, that tells you like you can, there's like very, very different ways of playing. I think I was definitely rushing through the game because I'm going to talk about the other game that I'm, I've been quite excited about. Um, so I, that's kind of one of the reasons I finished it a lot quicker than than most people. Well, moving on to the things that I will be starting to play tomorrow onwards. Yeah, basically tomorrow onwards and day after in a sense. Uh, one is Final Fantasy VII Remake because the PS5 version came out. So I was like halfway or more than halfway into Final Fantasy VII Remake. But I stopped once I found out that a PS5 version was coming out with, you know, 60 frames per second, everything like that. And I was like, you know what? I'll wait. I need better load times, all that stuff. I'll wait for it. It's finally out, so I'm excited to kind of jump back in and actually finish the game. The other one is, oh my god, I'm so excited about this game. Ratchet and Clank of Rift Apart. It's finally here. It's preloaded, downloaded, all that stuff, patched. I'm so excited. I'm literally just torn to either play it with my whole Sonos setup because I have a full Sonos surround sound setup, 5.1, all that stuff, or play it using my headphones because it has 3D audio. I'm still kind of torn. I'm torn in, in terms of like, what, what should I do? Should I play with the with the headphones? Should I play with my surround sound? Like, I don't know, but I'm so excited. I'm just so excited to jump into this game and just 
Like this is, I'm gonna platinum this game, hundred percent. I am so gonna platinum this game. I'm so excited for this game. This is kind of like Hitman Three for me this year. How I was so excited for Hitman Three. This kind of like the same thing. So I'm, I'm so excited to kind of jump into this game. Um, I don't even. Uh, maybe, I, uh, maybe I'll, I'll play a little bit tomorrow just to kind of get into, get into the game, try it out, and stuff like that. Um, but like knowing me. I want like nothing around this game. I don't want to think about any other game around this game. So it's very possible that I might actually play Final Fantasy VII Remake first, finish that off since I'm like more than halfway through. I'm, I'm kind of nearing the end. So like get that out of the way, you know, maybe download the Yuffie DLC, the new DLC that came up for Final Fantasy VII and have that ready and then jump into Ratchet & Clank. But like, it honestly, it just, it just depends. I, Cause it's 12 a.m. here right now. So I can honestly probably jump into it right now and start playing. But, you know, I have work in the morning. I do need to sleep. So I don't think it's a good idea. But I'm, yeah, I, I'm like waiting to like play this. Like once I'm done with work tomorrow, just kind of jump into this game and play this for like hours and hours or do Final Fantasy VII. I don't know. It's like, it's, 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 it's like hard for me to, to kind of d- decide on which one to play. But you can, we can probably tell I'm really, really excited about this game. So let me know what games that you are playing. Uh, if you're actually playing Ratchet and Clank as well, let me know. And please don't send me spoilers until I'm done playing the game at least. And yeah, if there's any game that you're excited about, what you think about this new version of E3, if you're looking forward to something, if you want something to to be revealed, I know we kind of discussed in another episode of some of the predictions that I had, but yeah, like message me on Instagram, on Twitter, all the social media links, everything like that will be in the description. Of course, you can email me at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. That's two A's after the M. And I will see everyone next time with more E3 announcements, news. Let's hope for some amazing game announcements like Metal Gear Solid and Silent Hill, stuff like that. Again, we'll leave it for next week. Thank you so much, everyone. I'll see everyone next time.